TCU stays at number four in the latest college football playoff rankings. You know the mantra here. Just keep winning. But are the Frogs getting more respect? We'll talk about that next on Locked on Horn Frogs. You are Locked on Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. It is Locked On Horn Frogs. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel. Also, you can subscribe on whatever your podcast platform of choice is. We're here. Uh, it is your team every day. So, got the latest college football playoff rankings. Here's a little graphic for you. Um, Georgia at one, Ohio State at two, Michigan at three, and TCU at four. No change there. <clears throat> Tennessee stays at five. LSU drops into the top six. USC at seven. Alabama at eight. Clemson at nine. And then Utah uh, rolls out your top 10. So a couple things here. One, I mean, the formula for TCU is still pretty simple, right? Keep winning football games. They're 10 and 0. They play on the road against Baylor this week. I think that's the only game that they could afford to drop at this point and still be in consideration for the college football playoff. I'm not advocating that by the way, you know, my, my mantra this whole time has been keep winning football games. So beat Baylor on the road, beat Iowa state. And then, most likely playing K-State in the Big 12 title game. We'll see what happens. K-State has to take care of business against West Virginia and Kansas to close out the regular season. If they drop a game and Texas wins out, then it would be a rematch with Texas. But if it's a matchup with K-State, you know, one thing here is they're now 15. So you're potentially looking at, excuse me, playing a top 10 team, playing a top 12 team, which would be another good boost for the resume. But all that doesn't really matter if they went out. Now, you look at the teams behind them. USC, um, they have a chance to end up 12-1 and one as a Pac-12 champion. They play Notre Dame. They play UCLA, excuse me, this week. Then Notre Dame, and then the Pac-12 championship game. LSU has the potential to cause some chaos if they went out and win the SEC title game against Georgia because they would be a two-loss football team, but would have really impressive wins over Georgia and over Alabama, even though Alabama – does not look um, as good as they typically have. However, I still think TCU obviously is in a great position. <clears throat> if they keep winning games, it'll be fine. I haven't I haven't relaxed on my stance that they need to win out. I mean, that's just the bottom line. I think if they're 12-1 and one and they're a Big 12 champion, then they'll have a compelling case for the college football playoff. But I think ultimately they probably get left out. Tennessee, in my mind, like Tennessee has been – attacking TCU or Tennessee has been attacking TCU fans, um, which I think that's the wrong angle to go at because really like, I feel like it's going to come down to Tennessee or the loser of the Michigan, Ohio state game, or potentially Tennessee and USC. If TCU keeps winning, then Tennessee doesn't really have a leg to stand on. Yeah. You lost, but still or to the number one Georgia team. And if that's your only loss of the season, that's an impressive resume, but you still lost the game. You still didn't make the conference title game. And those things should mean something. Um, is it a bad break that they're in the SEC East? Yeah, sure it is. But, I mean, that it is what it is. They went on the road. They got beat and beat pretty soundly by a great Georgia team. And so um, if TC is undefeated, then it's not going to matter. And we're, we're getting close enough at this point where I think it's safe to talk about these kind of things. Now, I'm, I'm concerned about this TCU offense. 
That's my my biggest concern at the moment, which is weird because for weeks we were concerned about the defense. For two weeks now, and we talked about this a little bit on Monday, the blueprint for slowing down the TCU offense has been um, blitzing them, right? Like heating up Max Duggan, bringing a ton of pressure, trying to create negative plays, trying to get sacks. So I'd love to hear from you guys. If you want to comment here on YouTube or if you want to tweet at me, I'm at Simcox Steven. Uh, the show is at Locked On TCU on Twitter. But if you want to tweet at me, ask some guy Steven there as a Twitter handle. Or if you just want to comment on YouTube, <clears throat> what does TCU need to do to slow down this pressure? Because Texas Tech kind of started it. And Texas Tech also has a really good defensive line. Um, Texas, same thing. And Texas has tremendous speed on defense. That was what stood out to me the most um, in, that, in that football game against TCU. Was they were getting sideline to sideline in a way that nobody else really had against this offense. But the speed on defense that Texas had and the pressure they were bringing really disrupted TCU's offensive game plan. And in the second half, I think they they transitioned to running the ball more on early downs, um, which is a good strategy. I don't really know why they don't do that earlier in games. I'm sure there's a method to the madness. I mean, <clears throat> it's pretty clear that they want to lean on this offensive line. Sorry, I keep clearing my throat. I got cold or something going on. But it's pretty clear they want to lean on this offensive line in the fourth quarter of football games. Um, why, they don't, why they don't do that as much in the first half, I don't know. Why they throw so many quick wide receiver screens, I'm not sure. And you know my feelings about that. But I think a big part of that is, one, if you're going to run those plays with wide receiver screens to the boundary, um, the other wideouts have to block. Like they, they have to find a way to move that DB or at least hold that DB up so that the, the wideout catching the ball can get a few yards. And there were a few times where, like, you know, TCU has some big receivers, like Quentin Johnson and Savion Williams. I think part of the issue is they probably don't want Quentin blocking as much right now because he's banged up. And so sometimes they're running these, these screens with, like, Tay Barber blocking or Gunnar Henderson. And nothing against those guys. I mean, they're just trying to do what they're asked to do. But, I mean, they're smaller players. They're slot receivers. And so I, I just feel like it's a mismatch when you're going up against bigger DBs. So that's something to watch, you know, as the season goes on. Can they find an answer, especially at the start of football games, to slow these defenses down and to stop having them flow so fast to the ball and make so many plays? Um, That's going to be a real key, you know, as we continue on through the season. But TCU is there at number four in the latest college football playoff rankings. They're still in a good position. Um, And if they win out, it's not really going to matter. Sorry, I think my I muted my mic to clear my throat and then had to unmute myself. LinkedIn Jobs. If you need to hire someone, uh, you can post your job for free at LinkedIn Jobs slash Locked On College. Uh, everybody knows LinkedIn. It's a great site. It's a it's the place to go because you can cast a wide net and you can make sure you're finding uh, the right talent. There's simple screening questions. There's other um, sort of, you know, measures they have in place to help you weed out the candidates that might not be a great fit for what you're trying to do and find the right people. Talent acquisition, whether in sports or in business, is the biggest aspect of success, right? Like you have to have people that you trust. You have to have people that understand what they're doing. LinkedIn.com slash college. 
They have a uh, hiring frame, like hashtag hiring, that you can put your job post in so that people easily know what's going on. You can post your job for free. That's probably the best part. LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege. All right, so yeah, we're here on Locked On Horn Frogs. And um, I didn't want to talk about this, but we'll talk about this here. Uh, TCU basketball. Yeah, I know. So on Monday, they played Northwestern State, and they lost that game 64-63. to um, Northwestern State is – so there's this ranking called the net, right? And it's like an answer to RPI. It's one of those metrics that just helps order teams say, hey, this is how good this team is based on strength of schedule, based on who they've beaten, all those different things roll up into one rating. And so in the net – Northwestern State is a quad four team. They they break it up into four quadrants. So that was a quad four game at home, which means if you're a power five team, especially if you're a top 15 team in the nation, you should just automatically win those games. Like there's no reason that you should lose those basketball games. And TCU fell to Northwestern State by a final score of 64 to 63. Now, Mike Miles did not play. And so that the factor. Damian Ball, we found out that Damian Ball for the first six games of the season. So he's already served half his suspension, which is big news. Damian was suspended for uh, hiring an agent that was not um, designated and qualified by the NCAA. So big news that he'll be back. But in the meantime, they're missing him. Um, and I understand those guys are, are huge. Mike is the preseason player of the year in the Big 12. Damian is a great defender and another guy who can come in and handle the ball handling duties. But you should not lose to Northwestern State, even without those two guys. And this team's been playing with fire all season long. You know, they were taken to the wire by Arkansas Pine Bluff. Um, they came out and played better against Lamar, but not great. And the biggest issue, the most glaring issue, is that this team cannot shoot. They were 2 of 21 from 3, 9%. They're also not a great free throw shooting team, and they shot 70% on uh, Monday, which is – serviceable 35% from the field 9% from three Chuck O'Bannon was one of seven from beyond the arc Rondell Walker was the only other player to hit a three-point shot um Emmanuel Miller had a tough game he only had six points Eddie Lampkin I don't know what's going on with Eddie he just looks out of sorts a little bit right now he only had five points um I don't know you know as I said last week I was like I feel like the whole Guys are full of themselves. They didn't work hard enough in the offseason. That's a tired narrative. And I'm not going to accuse anybody of that because I honestly don't know. But it's pretty clear that something something's going on there. Like something's wrong. Something has to be fixed. And it, it seems deeper than just, <clears throat> hey, we got to play together. And we got to figure it out. Now, I will say this. The, the shooting issue was an issue last season. Like they didn't really shoot the ball well last year either. But they made up for it by playing great defense and by crashing the boards. And they played okay defense. I mean, they only gave up 64 points. So it's hard to say they didn't play well on defense. Um, but it's it's just they're getting – they're not getting killed on the glass. <clears throat> but you should – they out-rebounded Northwestern State 27-25. to 25. And that's not nearly enough of a discrepancy against a team like that. Like, if you're not going to shoot the ball well, then you have to crash the boards and give yourself second and third chance opportunities. And they haven't been able to do that this season. Um, now, <clears throat> you know, for the majority of the year, 
last year. They were kind of a middle-of-the-road Big 12 team, and they kind of caught fire at the end of the season, had a really impressive win against Texas Tech and Kansas, won that game in the Big 12 tournament over Texas, won the first-round game against Seton Hall in dominant fashion, took Arizona to the wire, and everybody just thought, okay, everybody's coming back. They're going to be better. They don't look improved at the moment. Now, getting their starting backcourt back is going to be huge. I, I saw Alex Robinson, former TCU point guard on Twitter. He was like, hey, everybody relax. Like, they're missing their starting backcourt right now. You can't overstate how big of a deal that is. I get that. But you got to find a way to beat Northwestern State at home despite that. I didn't love the, you know, the final play. They had the ball with six seconds left, and they were down one. And they drew up a, a three-point opportunity for Chuck O'Bannon. And he almost hit the shot. I mean, it rimmed out. But I just thought it was strange. They shot so horribly from three all game. <clears throat> they only needed a bucket. Why not get something going to the rim and try to get a layup, try to draw a foul, something? I was just confused as to why they were still jacking up a three there late in the ball game. They led by 12 in the second half. They led by seven at one point. And I honestly kind of tuned out. I was like, all right, they got this game. Cool, you know they're gonna they're gonna win. They're gonna handle their business, and then Northwestern State just kind of slowly chipped away, and they were there with three minutes left. Like it was a two point ball game, and they made all the plays down the stretch. TCU couldn't score. Kobe Coles had a tough miss, like it was a bunny. He, you know he got a rebound, and he had an easy put back from about four feet, and he just left it short. Um, just really unfortunate. Now they got time to figure it out, but that's a bad bad loss. And you can't afford now to drop another non-conference game. And you're going to have to play really well in Big 12 play. The great news is they're in the Big 12, which is the best basketball conference in America. So if they show, you know, some competence, they'll be right back there in the tournament mix. Um, but that's a, a glaring loss on your resume for the rest of the season. And we'll see kind of how they adjust after that. Need Damian Ball back. Need my Mike, need Mike Miles back healthy. And this team has got to figure out something because it's not working right now. All right. Uh, on Thursday, I'll have a crossover with Drake Toll from Locked On Baylor. I'll have that coming up tomorrow. This is Locked On Horn Frogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.